Hey there, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Grow Your Life podcast. My name is Jeremiah Krakowski, and on this podcast, we're going to have a conversation about what you can do to grow in a business and what needs to happen with your mindset, what strategies and frameworks work to get the most results. Now, I've been helping business owners for the last 17 years create six, seven, and eight figures in profit. I've been helping coach people on how to do this to the six and seven figure level specifically for the last six years. And since I started this podcast, I've had the opportunity to work with some amazing people, help them go from zero to seven figures. That's over $100,000 a month in revenue in a business. And this has to do with getting your mindset right. Getting what you think about will work in business in order. What's between your two ears? The number one thing that prevents people from getting to five figures, six figures, and seven figures is what they believe and think about is possible. And so I talk with people sometimes, they say, well, mindset is not really my issue. I'm telling you, my my seven-figure clients, they're actually the most humble. (laughs) They say mindset is absolutely the most issue, (laughs) you know? And so the more money that people make, in fact, they're more willing to admit that their mindset is the issue. And so if you're somebody that's listening to this right now and you think that the mindset is not an issue, I want to talk about that. And I actually want to address that address that directly right now. One of the biggest reasons why we don't admit that mindset is an issue is, is out of pride, is out of not wanting to admit that we are possibly doing something that's not working. We don't want to admit that. And we are very critical of both ourselves and other people. So we don't want to go into this cycle. We don't want to embrace the possibility that maybe we've been doing it wrong up to this point in time. And maybe there's a better way to do it. And if that's you and you're listening to this, I applaud you for continuing to listen to my podcast. But I want to point out that that this issue here around being self-critical, around being prideful, around fear of what might happen is a pattern that is keeping you from progressing to the next level. And this is one of the biggest areas that I've been talking about with a lot of my clients recently. And so I want to dive into this right here. And and the way, reason I can wa- talk about this is I've struggled with this for a long time. I had a lot of pride about what I know, what I know how to do. So I'm going to be the first to admit here uh, that I do not have it all figured out and I'm working through things just like you are. We all are. The more successful you are, the more willing you are to admit that you need work, that you need help to grow and reach the next level. If you ever get to a point where you don't think that, that's where you're dying and you go rotten and you wither away and turn into something that you never were meant to be. But when you're, when you're green, you're growing because you're excited to look at what don't I know right now to get me to where I want to be. The only reason that you are not where you want to be financially, relationally, health-wise, mentally, physically, whatever it is, is because of beliefs and patterns that are turning into actions in your life, beliefs that turn into action patterns, that turn into decisions. And so if we can come face to face with what some of those are, we can break through to the next level. And one of the number one things that keeps people stuck is a lack of humility, is this belief that I know everything, that I don't need to learn anything else about 
that topic. <laughs> as soon as we go into this state of mind of, oh, I don't need to learn anything else because I know everything or a sneaky one that I see, especially if you're um, of faith, a Christian is, well, the Bible says it that way. So I know everything there is about that or this bible teacher says it that way so they know everything there is and we end up putting teachers on a pedestal we end up putting beliefs that came through which by the way are always filtered through our life experiences no matter who you get a teaching from it's filtered through a life experience and so you may be believing something that is actually not what this other teacher is teaching, but you filtered what you think it means in that level. And so I want to be the first here to say, please don't put me on a pedestal. Uh, I am not perfect at all, but I have been working through a few things, getting results. I've been talking with some mentors. I've been talking to some people that are making six, seven, and eight figures. In fact, some of my clients, the ones that I get to seven figures, I end up asking them about specifically the areas of mindset that they are even beyond me in. And this is the exact advice that they gave me is what I'm going to give you today that I believe is going to unlock the next level for you. It's this belief that... Um, I know everything and this critical nature of getting mad at ourselves when we make a mistake. It, it also is tied to a critical nature towards other people that we look at what other people are doing and we say, okay, well, they're making a mistake and so they better cut it out. And well, I'm so glad I'm not making the same mistake they are. And that's just a, a, a prideful position. It's a lack of humility because we shut down from looking at, well, what can I learn from this person? We shut down from looking at, well, what don't I know that they do and growing. And this comes in usually because we had somebody in our lives. We model behaviors. We model from other people behaviors, whether you believe it or not. Every single behavior that you have right now is modeled after somebody else in your life. It's a, it's a fact. Whether it was somebody that you read about, uh, a mentor, generally it's the people that we spent the most amount of time with and had the most amount of emotional interactions with, lock that in in our lives. When we can find teachers and mentors, they can point those things out to us. And so we have to first look at that and i know some of my clients you maybe were around somebody that was critical of you or another person and you looked at either how successful they were and said i'm gonna be that way and decided that's who i need to become that's the person that i need to become now i know i know I have a number of different clients that are listening to this podcast. So if this is not you, if you're not critical of other people, totally fine. Um, but the way that this manifests then if you're not critical of other people is still very much self-criticism or just I don't have time for this right here. I don't have time for that. I don't have time to tolerate XYZ around me 
because of experiences, because of pain that we've had, because of when something didn't turn out right. And we're, again, modeling possibly a negative pattern that isn't working for us. And why am I bringing this up? How does this have anything to do with business? Well, this right here um, makes it impossible to connect with people. It makes it impossible to connect on social media with prospects that are going to buy from you. It makes it impossible to find the people that are going to actually purchase your products and services. It makes it completely impossible. Let me explain to you why. Because the people that are going to buy from you the most, the people that are going to buy products and services from you, my phone dinged, <laughs> are most often not doing what you're doing and are doing the wrong thing. Okay? But, here's the big but, we can't come to the table with criticism, a critical nature. We have to come to the table from a place that isn't shaming people, that isn't trying to make them feel ashamed of what they're doing. And so I want to start here by saying this is that this is nothing to be ashamed of. This is nothing for you to feel bad about when you make a mistake. If we can be honest with ourselves and humble ourselves to say, maybe I need to work in this area. Maybe I need to get some help. Maybe I've been operating in a false sense of confidence from this area because that's how it manifests. Maybe I could try not being so critical of myself and other people for once just to see what happens because Jeremiah told me that this works. Get rid of shame out of your life. Get rid of operating out of shame. Get rid of operating in this pattern that's been modeled to us. We can then start to connect with other people on a better, deeper level. I'm going to pause this real quick and actually show you a book that I recommend. If you're watching this on the video, you can see it. Uh, Brene Brown, I thought it was just me. Highly recommend this. Making the journey from what will people think to I am enough. Really good book. Okay. Another great book is The Culture of Honor by Danny Silk. This is another really good one as well. And the idea is behind this, why am I bringing these up? We have to honor other people. It's not an option. Now, how do you honor somebody that is a bully, is abusive, is wrong, is doing something wrong? See, now that's the trigger conversation. How do you honor that? You might think, well, they're not worthy of honor. Everybody's worthy of honor because there's strengths in people that are doing things the wrong way. And if we can't acknowledge those in them, we're going to miss it, especially when it comes to connecting with our clients. And this starts with honoring our own strengths, our own self-talk. And last year, I, or not last year, last week, I talked about your self-talk, how you talk to yourself 
about yourself, about your situation makes a difference. It matters. We can't connect with others until we connect with ourselves. And we can't give up trying to control others until we have self-control. Many times when we're trying to control other people, be critical of other people, it's because we lack that sense of control in our lives. And this is where pride come in, comes in. Because oftentimes when we say that, we'll say, no, I have total self-control. I'm doing all the right things. I'm not making a single mistake. And so it has to be them is why I'm not succeeding. It has to be somebody else. When that's the furthest thing from the truth, the only people that we can control is ourselves. So we have to break down this pattern of pride, this pattern of mentally abusing ourselves when we make mistakes. How do these two go hand in hand? Well, the reason we have pride is because if we are very self-critical, we're very critical of other people. If you make a mistake and you beat yourself up for it, you're going to have pride when you're not making a mistake because you want to avoid the pain of beating yourself up for making a mistake, especially if you drop the ball on something. Are you somebody that drops the ball on things and gets mad at yourself when you drop the ball, right? Do you also get mad at other people when they drop the ball? This is that area of pride. Many times we will be prideful against leaders, against people that are leading and teaching because they're not doing it the way that we would if we were in their position. And so we consider that, well, I'm better than them and we're ignoring the strengths and what they're doing that we can learn from them. I've been guilty of this myself. I've judged teachers and leaders that have not been at making as much money as me, but have much better relationships as, well, look at what they're doing wrong. Look at what they're not doing. Such pride, right? My financial success brought in pride that I was like, okay, well, I know how to make a million dollars. I've made a million dollars for my clients, for myself, for the companies that I work for. How am I so prideful? How am I so prideful? Because you get puffed up by the success. Because the highs and the lows, if we beat ourselves up, when we're at a low point, when we don't do something perfectly, right? When we don't do something the right way, we beat ourselves up. We start telling ourselves that we're worthless, that we're good for nothing. And this is that pattern. This is the pattern that I had. I was doing this mentally to myself anytime I made a mistake. So the reason why I was so successful was tied to that mental abuse. And I, and I projected the words that uh, bullies in my life had, had bullied me with. So these were people that, that I had worked with, um, clients that I worked with. Over the last year, I've had a lot of different bullies even come in that I took on the language that they had that hurt me and I started talking to myself that way. It was so toxic. It was so bad. Now you might not have known that by the 
content that I put out there, I'm gonna be a little bit vulnerable with you here by putting this out there, is I have been making a lot of mistakes over the last year just in my self-talk. You know, I knew how to build a business, make seven figures, but then I'm talking to myself in an abusive way anytime I make a mistake. That's a recipe for disaster and failure. And looking at other people that aren't making the kind of money that I know is possible for them and saying, well, look at what they're doing wrong. They don't know what they need to do. It's pride that makes me feel better about what I'm doing to myself. It all works hand in hand together. So we have to get rid of this. And this starts by getting rid of bitterness and offense. This starts by if we've been offended by somebody, we're bitter. Listen, you can forgive somebody without having to partner with them again, without having to bring them into your life, without restoring trust back to where it was, that's hurt you. Without even becoming close to them, you can still forgive them. And we have to do that for ourselves, not for them. That's a big part of this, is many times we think, well, forgiveness is for them so that they don't feel bad. No. Forgiveness is for ourselves to release ourselves from being tethered to that experience. So as soon as I started letting go of that bitterness, that offense, uh, and there's a great book by John Bevere, um, <laughs> it's a hefty title called The Bait of Satan. Um, it's all about bitterness and offense, really good, life-changing book, highly recommend it. And as soon as you get rid of bitterness and offense, you start to notice pride and criticism. I couldn't even notice the pride that was in me while I was holding on to that bitterness and offense because I felt superior to the people that had hurt me. I felt superior to the people that weren't succeeding. I felt superior to anybody who wasn't doing what I'm doing. Oof. It's a painful place to be. And so I had to unwire that, un realize, okay, what am I benefiting from this pride? Why am I doing this? Why am I becoming a debater? Somebody who's constantly debating and trying to prove my point and validate what I know to be true to other people. Why am I trying to dig deep into people to prove to them that they're so wrong and that I'm so right? We have to make our happiness more important than being right. That was a quote that I had heard from a book called Judgment Detox by Gabby Bernstein. It's a little bit more of a, a, a metaphysical book. Um, as y'all know, I'm a Christian. Uh, that book's not a, not a Christian book per se, but it's a really good book. I like it. And what it points out is it directly relates to sales because we end up going in these loops. We end up going in these sales loops where we're judging other people that we're selling to, where we're judging what we think selling means, where we're judging ourselves and being critical of ourselves for not succeeding, where we're even possibly believing, well, I know everything that I need to do. And so there's nothing that I need to learn. And the way that this loop works is when you're in a sales interaction, 
There's a version of you that's gonna sell and make a lot of money. And then there's a version of you that is you right now. And those two are very different. And what you're doing is you're judging that version of you that's gonna sell and make a lot of money as bad. Let me back up here for a second. That, that quote, we make being right more important than happiness is because we're, we make, when I say being right, is proving we're right, getting people to validate that we're right, getting people to tell us that we're good, that we're right, that we're doing all the right things. And if you listen to this podcast, I keep going back to this topic and I'm going to actually start honing a lot deeper into this topic here lately on you cannot do your business for validation. Your why has to be bigger than just telling you that you're good enough, that you're good. You have to step into that belief, that self-image of I am enough, I am good enough to build a business, to sell products, to make money, regardless of what they think about me, regardless of the reputation that they think. A lot of times we, we pull in these quotes like perception is reality or you can't make another first impression and we spin these around and twist them just enough to justify our inaction. We twist just enough truth with an element of a lie that it becomes poisonous and toxic. That's actually how they make rat poison is it's, it's a little bit of good food with just a little bit of poison and it becomes toxic. And when our beliefs have a framework and a foundation of good, but there's that little bit of poison of pride, that little bit of poison of self-criticism, that little bit of poison of fear, that little bit of poison of judgment. It's a recipe for disaster and we end up killing ourselves and hurting other people, but most of all hurting ourselves. I was listening to a book uh, yesterday called Changes That Heal. It's really good. It's by Dr. Henry Cloud. You know, I mentioned his book, um, Boundaries, a lot. Boundaries changed my life. Setting boundaries. Knowing it's okay to say no to people. That no is a complete sentence. That you don't need to prove why your no is valid. It's valid enough just to say no. Regardless of how it makes other people feel. <laughs> We have to learn to have tact. We have to learn to have compassion, kindness when we're talking with people, when we're connecting with them to walk in that way. But many times when we have pride, which comes from knowing the truth and we disconnect it from grace, from kindness, from compassion, we miss the entire truth altogether. And that's what I've done for so long is I was disconnecting compassion and grace and allowing myself the ability to make mistakes and letting other people make mistakes, like, like allowing it, like accepting people fully in their mistakes, accepting people completely in their failures, accepting bullies and abusers 
realizing they're probably never going to change before you turn this off because i said accepting bullies and abusers let me explain what i mean by that saying i love myself enough to walk away and to never come back again to that situation and i don't need them to change for me to be safe and for me to love myself because i don't need to try to change them they can go live their life. I don't need to control somebody else. When we start walking in criticism and pride and ego, and we're trying to help stop somebody from making a mistake, we end up bullying other people by trying to force our opinions down their throats. We end up gaslighting them against gaslighting. I caught myself doing this. I'm going to be real vulnerable here. As I, I noticed like some people, they were like, they were being bullies and, and, and gaslighting. And I stepped right into it and I, and I started like battling back saying, no, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. And it's like, you know, Oh, looking back, my heart hurts at the fact that I was doing this. My intention was in a pure place. My intention was in the right place. I wanted to help another person. But I was going about it without compassion, without love, without kindness, without grace, without saying, you know what? I don't know what this person's gone through because I haven't walked five days in their shoes. What don't I know? And what can I learn to understand and have compassion for somebody? What can I do to have compassion for somebody that, that takes advantage of people, that manipulates them, that, that deceives and lies to people in business. There were some people over the last year that I connected with that I trusted, fully trusted. And I got hurt because that trust was violated. And so I got so mad that I wanted to battle back and prove to them that they're wrong that they're wrong about me to validate myself and my insecurity. And then they battled right back, right? That's how it goes. It's how we go. That's how we go into it. We go dukes up, guns ablaze, and trying to prove our point to other people instead of just saying, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to disconnect. I'm going to detach. I'm going to stop trying to prove myself to others. Stop trying to prove to them that I'm right and they're wrong and just say, you know what? I love you. I accept you just as you are. We are in this together. Let's grow together. Let's do life together. Let's not operate in manipulation and pride and ego. And this all came from people pleasing. Another term for people pleasing is people misleading. It means you're a liar. It doesn't mean you're doing a good thing. When we're people pleasing, we're constantly trying to control the perception of other people about us to please them so that they don't do something that we don't want them to do. And many times, if you've been in certain situations, this is a coping mechanism. This is a way for you to try to survive, to not get wrath, to not get hurt, to not get abused, to not get damaged again to protect ourselves and it and it comes from a good place right but it's toxic because it's it's a whole lot of truth 
with a little element of poison in it. And that's what I was doing. That's what I was doing. I hold 100% to that truth that I was, was operating in, but that little element of poison was I'm better than other people. I know what they don't. They're wrong, I'm right. Oh, and by the way, people that make mistakes deserve to be punished. And if I make a mistake, I deserve to be punished. I can't give myself grace to grow and I can't give other people grace to grow because I have to be perfect and so do other people for all of us to be good. This unrealistic level of a standard that we couldn't live up to, that none of us could live up to. (laughs) And to believe we can. That's where the pride comes in. To believe that any of us can. Pride is one of the worst because it says, I'm better than all these people because I do all the right things. <laughs> yeah, you missed you missed a part of that. That's what I had to tell myself. I missed a part of that. I had so much pride in what I knew up here but was disconnected in my heart from other people. And when it came time for me to lead and to lead teams and companies, and I've worked with companies and organizations and corporations over the last year, I've had corporations with 500 employees and five employees and one staff member that I've been coaching with and consulting over the last year. And I was so confident in what I knew how to do that I was letting pride take over my communications. That I was letting pride take over my ability to connect with people. And so, why do I say all this? Why am I talking about me so much right here? Because I just want to encourage you that if any of this resonates with you, this is a great thing to pray into. This is a great thing to, to talk to talk to God about, to talk to some close friends about, to ask, hey, is there something in me that you think that I could grow in? Be vulnerable enough to say, hey, listen, I know that I make some mistakes, but I have, I have some blind spots. I need some help with it. Find somebody that you trust in your life to ask that question of. Say, hey, do you think I struggle with pride? <laughs> and, and see what they say. Like, I don't even want to be recording this podcast right now because I don't want to come across like I'm prideful. But then that's pride, right? That says, I don't want to come across that way. This is how sneaky pride is. Pride is so sneaky that we we get afraid to appear bad to people because why would I ever appear bad? Oof. Give yourself some grace. Give other people some grace. Accept yourself just as you are right now. You are worthy of everything you've ever dreamed of. You are worthy of all the goals that you have. You don't have to perform or do anything perfect to be good enough to finally arrive someday to where you can reach that level that you've been looking for. You don't have to finally arrive someday where you can stop being critical of yourself. 
where you can stop beating yourself up. Today is the day. It's a choice that you can make. Um, and a book that really helped me with this in my life is just one that helped me. Uh, Brene Brown's books are good. It was called uh, Complex PTSD by Pete Walker. Complex PTSD by Pete Walker is a really good book that I read that showed me where that self-critical nature came from and <laughs> gave a blueprint to unwire it. It talks about these four F types that we have freeze, fight, flight, and fawn. And what happens is we go either into a freeze response, a fight response, a flight response, or a fawn response, especially if you've experienced any kind of pain, trauma, abuse, bullying in your life. And what happens is a coping mechanism to that is we become self-critical. We start beating ourselves up. We start hating ourselves if we make any mistakes. This is a natural thing because we it's a it's a survival mechanism of okay, if I can beat myself up enough, make sure I never do wrong then I can survive and I can help other people and they'll like me. And this nature, this self-critical nature of when we make mistakes, this self-critical nature of when other people make mistakes, that we have to push them down and knock them down and make sure that they do the right thing. Um, and maybe you're not saying that you're, that you're doing that, but maybe mentally you do. That's what I was doing. I wouldn't physically do that or even verbally do that. But in my head, I was like, wow, they're, they're, they're really stupid. They're really doing a wrong thing. They're really doing bad there. Or I didn't even use bad like language, like stupid, right? It was more just like, yeah, they're not doing good enough. If, if only they did the right thing, yeah, then they'd grow. Like, and that's my job, right? As a coach, as a consultant, people hire me to look at what am I not doing right, Jeremiah, and tell me how to grow. And so that's where that was coming from, right? But I realized I was disconnected from the heart of other people. And that's what happens is when we're disconnected from connecting with people, when they feel um, less worthy around us in our presence, not accepted unless they do all the right things as a coping mechanism to protect ourselves from abuse, from narcissists, from psychopaths, from whatever this is. And, and, I, and I don't want to apply clinical terms to this in that there can be actions of a narcissist, actions of a psychopath. There's, there's clinical mental health diagnoses that I don't want to attach to other people, but that, that do manifest. And, and we have to be careful that if our mission is to not repeat those patterns before, or maybe we know how we respond in those situations, that we don't become so self-critical of ourselves that we actually end up attracting those relationships again and again and again. You actually end up attracting those relationships that were abusive, that were bullying, because when we're bullying ourselves, we're going to look for another person that's going to mirror that energy. So we end up looking for other people to bully us into doing the right thing. We look for other people to tell us that we're doing the wrong thing so that we can start doing the right thing. That, that energy ends up mirroring itself and connecting that way. Okay. And so 
when we start loving ourselves, when we start taking care of ourselves, when we stop being so self-critical of every single mistake we make, when we drop a ball, we don't beat ourselves up and abuse ourselves mentally, and we start walking in grace, full of grace and full of truth, not just truth. You see, truth alone leads to judgment, criticism, pride. But when you combine grace and truth, equal parts, not one or the other, because too much grace, that's just a license to do whatever, right? <laughs> and, I, and if you're listening to this right now, I don't think that you're somebody that would step into that. <laughs> if you're a lover of truth like myself, a truth teller, this is the truth. Truth and grace combined, that's the answer. And when we start operating from that place, we embody love. When we become a manifestation of love, when we raise our level, our frequency up to that level, when we connect with on a daily basis, the level of the divine, the power and the energy that created everything around us, the energy that was, is, and is to come, which I call Holy Spirit, which I call God. And I know some people call the universe. I go to the one that created the universe, that created all things that was, is, and is to come. When we connect on that level, nothing's impossible. Breakthrough happens. And if you've never experienced connecting on that level before in your life, if you've never experienced connecting on that level where you flow, where things become very easy for you, where there's not resistance. There's another topic that's kind of a triggering one for people. We end up believing that if there's no resistance, then we must be doing something bad, that we must be going in the wrong path. Have you ever thought that before? I'm gonna blow that one up real quick here. If you're going in the right path, you're gonna hit resistance, absolutely. But when you break through it with grace and truth and you connect with the divine, what was hard becomes easy. It actually does. It flows and we enter into flow. And so many times we become afraid to enter into a flow that feels very easy because we think that that means it's bad, that we're doing the wrong thing once it becomes easy. And so we end up becoming addicted to this, this, this stress, this resistance. And we end up going backwards to the old pattern that we were in to recreate that stress. And this is why a lot of you might be on the same hamster wheel. What's gonna happen is as you go up to higher levels, you're gonna hit different levels of resistance. Every time you have a breakthrough though, what you need to do is you need to write it down. You need to document it, what that breakthrough was, because then if you find yourself going backwards, get yourself up to that point where we call um, uh, your baseline, every breakthrough becomes your new baseline. That's the goal. That's the goal that you want to get to. So every time you have a breakthrough, that's your new baseline. And if you've never experienced that before, this is how you grow to, in a business, six, seven, and eight figures because your, your income is directly tied to and correlated to this topic that I'm talking about right now. Your breakthrough becomes your baseline and then you build from there. And then this becomes the new baseline. 
and then that new baseline becomes your your foundation and you build from there and then that higher level becomes your baseline and you keep going up and up and up to higher levels what ends up happening is is sometimes we end up getting uncomfortable at a new breakthrough baseline and we end up our, our main temperature turns back down to where it was. And so we have to find what is that root? What is that main root that has us tethered to where we were? For me, it was this pride. It was this beating myself up when I'm making mistakes. And have all these breakthroughs, right? Get to that seven figure level, help a client make seven figures. And then back to self-criticism. Well, I could have gotten them to eight figures. <laughs> like what? It's ridiculous, right? <laughs> and eventually I will get that client there. But this self-criticism cycle keeps us stuck. And so then when we come to the table to, to sell, to sell a product, we're not confident. We end up being critical of the people that very much need our products because they aren't catching it the way that we think they should. And we end up maybe judging ourselves for selling in a way that maybe we judged another salesperson for and we end up going in this loop so we get into a sales interaction someone asks us a question and then we get we get triggered as salespeople and go into this belief of you know well i can't i can't afford it when somebody says i can't afford it or whatever or no that's not for me we end up getting triggered rejection 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 getting all rejected getting scared of that rejection or if you're not scared of rejection it's maybe people questioning you well does this really work that was my trigger when people would ask me that. Like, I'm like, of course it works, you dummy. That's, that's what I was thinking. It's not fair to them. I, don't, I never said that out loud, but that's what I was thinking, right? And that was the pride. Of course it works, you dummy. That's my pride. <laughs> that was manifesting in my sales interactions. <laughs> and, and, and while I didn't say it verbally, I guarantee you the people on the other end of the phone could tell I was thinking that and they're like, well, all right then. <laughs> I'm not going to buy from you. And it was turning people off from buying from me because they didn't, they didn't feel accepted. They didn't feel it was okay to ask those questions. Listen, if you've been somebody that it was never safe for you to ask for help, never safe for you to ask questions, never safe for you to get help, when it comes time for you to help another person, you're gonna be very critical of them as well with where they are at as well. And then we end up projecting that same type of lack of acceptance onto somebody else. And so the foundation is, this is your baseline. Start accepting yourself unconditionally and start accepting everybody else around you that you interact with unconditionally. You don't need to change them. You don't need to make them change. Oh, by the way, you yourself don't need to change to be okay. <laughs> that's a that's a hefty belief, right? You might be like, well, what I'm doing is wrong. I need to change. It's back in that pride self-criticism thing again. Embrace the process. Be okay with being okay right now, today, in the middle of the growth process. Instead of being so focused on where you're getting to, Focus on the present moment right now. We can manifest by connecting with the divine, by connecting with God, the future. We can see the future clearly. We can see the future through a spirit of prophecy and see what is happening, see what the future holds, what the age of the future holds, and then build in the here and now with wisdom.
If you haven't in a while, I'd recommend going back and reading the book of Proverbs. I think it's going to help some of you if you haven't in a long time. With a new lens, with a new lens of no longer pride and self-criticism. I feel like reading Proverbs with pride, you don't quite read it right. It doesn't quite hit right. <laughs> and so if you could, if we can humble ourselves, if you can humble yourself, if we can to say, all right, Holy Spirit, show me what I need to learn. Show me any area that's not in alignment with my divine destiny and help me identify what I need to grow in, what I need to change, what I need to learn, who a mentor is, trusting to get a divine mentor, recognizing the people in your life. There's another great book that I've been reading called The Law of Recognition by Michael Murdoch. And uh, he talks about that everything in your life for you to reach your goals is right now in front of you in existence in your life. You just have to recognize it. Every resource, every person, every mentor is right there. It's a powerful, powerful book. My father-in-law gave it to me a year ago and I never read it and I'm finally reading it and it's changing my life. And I recognized him as a mentor that I had access to that I was ignoring that he's been through a lot of this stuff himself. And so now he's somebody that I'm able to talk to on these issues. My wife carries a lot of these breakthrough wisdom ideas. I ask her for help. Getting help from mentors is a big thing that can help us grow in these areas, that can help us grow to the next level because they can identify for us what we don't see in ourselves. And if you're somebody that doesn't have a mentor in your life, you're wondering, how do I find one? They're probably already in your life right now. Somebody that you're interacting with, somebody that you're connected with, that is where you want to be in a certain area. And you even have access to ask them for help, for advice. But you might be so prideful that you're afraid of bothering them, that you're afraid of inconveniencing them by asking such a low level question. Again, I was experiencing this myself. I'd encourage you to go out there and ask that mentor. Go out there and ask that person for help to help you reach that next level, to help you break through this. You got to be vulnerable, though. When it comes to mentors, we have to be willing to admit, hey, this is not working in my life. This is the pattern that needs to change. As soon as I started not trying to get validation from my mentors, not trying to get them to tell me that I was doing a good job, but rather saying, hey, I'm really struggling here. Can you point me in the right direction? Breakthrough started to happen. And so if you are somebody that's listening to this podcast right now, I hope that I can be a tool and a resource for you to point you in the right direction of mentors and books and authors and teachers that can help you. And if you're somebody that needs some help in some of the areas that I've talked about, that I've grown in, help in your business specifically to go from six, seven, and eight figures, I'd love to be your business mentor, your business coach to help you get more sales to reach the next level to help create a custom plan for you for what you need to do, what 
minor adjustments need to be made and tweaked for you to go from where you are to where you want to be. And so if you haven't yet, you can head on over to my website and schedule a free 15 minute call with me. There's a number of case studies and testimonials and videos on there of people that have been coaching and mentoring with me that I've been helping them get results. And that can be you as well. And so if you haven't yet, head on over to my website, schedule a free 15 minute call with me. I'd love to talk with you. I'd love to work with you. Or if you're not ready for that, you can even just send me a message on my social media. I respond to all messages. I try to, as I grow, I know it's going to be almost impossible, but right now at the time of recording this podcast, I respond to all messages. Shoot me a message. Okay. You could leave a DM, leave a comment on my content. If you're not in the hashtag grow your life Facebook group, it's a free Facebook group of people that listen to this podcast that are growing in their life and in their business and are committed to growing to the next level. And you might even be able to find an accountability partner in that Facebook group to help hold you accountable to this stuff. Even a mentor or even a, a, there's a lot of service providers in there, people that do websites and ads and social media management in that group to help you in your business. And so that group is a great place for that. So you can schedule a free 15 minute call with me on my website, jeremiahkrakowski.com forward slash free call. You can pick a time for us to talk and go over where are you stuck? What are your business goals? What are you trying to get to the next level? And if you want to win a free 30 minute coaching call with me, you can leave hashtag grow your life on my Instagram on any post. I pick one winner every single week on Sunday to win that giveaway. It's a free 30-minute coaching session where we break down whatever the topic of your choice is to help you get to the next level. Listen, it's possible for you to break through what's holding you back. It's possible for you to get to the next level. We just have to break free from the patterns that are holding us back and step into a new realm of possibility. I believe in you and I know that it's possible for you because I've seen it happen with myself, with the companies that I've worked with, with business owners, with the clients that I've worked with, amazing, incredible people that were right where you are today. It takes belief, conviction, and learning to humble ourselves to say, what don't I know and what do I need to learn to grow to the next level? And that's what this podcast is all about. That's why it's called the Grow Your Life Podcast. And if this podcast has affected you in a positive way, please share it with somebody. Please share this episode. By the way, if you think that somebody's really prideful and you share this episode with them, they may not like that. So I would only in relationship would you maybe want to share something like this with somebody. But there's other episodes and then maybe they'll listen to this one eventually. So all right. Grow your life, everybody. And we'll talk soon.